Welcome to Nana Tings. Hey everyone, it's Antonio from Nana Tings.、Uh, this is a new series I'm gonna have on the side called Tings Tea Time. I have a lot of internal dialogues with myself and epiphanies, and I feel like maybe it's time to share that for some self healing and therapy as well as maybe the listeners can.、Um, Be helped by it as well, or or collab with me, and maybe have a podcast about certain topics that I am talking about.、Um, so, welcome to Ting's Tea Time. Please grab some water, or coffee, or champagne, or a vodka shot, or whatever you want, wine, <laughs> and get ready for the ride, and get ready for some feels to be sad. Stay tuned for more. Don't forget to check out my new book, Falling Angel: Rise in Phoenix, available at Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, Target, and Kindle. All right. So one topic I wanted to get into is、um, travel rendezvous. <laughs> so have you all ever had an experience where you're just like? Um, traveling or anywhere, it, it could either be in your own country, in, in a state or area or city,、um, or across the world, and you just like meet someone that like fires your,、um, just your your energy, your soul. Like I've had moments where like, so let me give you an example. Okay, so for example, so last year I went to Italy. I tried to go yearly to see my family for a holiday, and. I went to Milan, so it was my first solo trip ever, right? Like I've always been saying, like I want to take a solo trip, like I want to actually like do something on my own. So I booked a hotel and I did three nights in Milan, and I met this guy that like. So I okay, so I met two guys, <laughs> not not Hoochie Way, but like so I met these two guys through Instagram, right, separately, and we were talking for months. That I think I I met them through my last little trip the year prior. And、um, I get there, and it was honestly so romantic. Both interactions. So, the first guy, I meet him at his store near the Duomo, and we're talking later that night. He's like, "Let's do aperitivo," which is like drinks, and you go out after. He took me to like these two amazing gay bars,、um, drove me around. It was just so like. He's like, you know, you're my American friend. We, I've been liking you for a year. Your energy is amazing. I want to treat you like, as if it's like your best friend in Italy. And、um, it was great.、Uh, obviously, we got into some sensual stuff at night, which was really cute.、Um, I had a really good time. And then the second day, there was this guy that I met off Instagram, and he really wine and dine me, like. We met up and we did aperitivo、um, near the canal, which is an area that I've never been to Milan because I've been to Milan in 2013. So this is my second trip going to Milan, and、um, it was amazing. Like we did pasta, pizza, aperitivo drinks.、Um, he brought me to a park. Literally, when the fountain went off, he kissed me. I was like, "This is absolutely like amazing," and then drove me home and just a kiss goodnight. It was really respectful.、Um, And you know, will I ever see him again? Maybe when I'm in Milan. But it's been a year, and like the fact that like someone could go out of their way to make a stranger that they connect with feel as if like they were dating you or that you're so important means a lot, you know. So that one story is just prime example that like 
for me, I think that, like, I relate sex with um, a situation and a moment. So I believe sex are different things, right? So sex could be mental, where you're really in your head about it, or um, it's a mind game, right? Sex could be um, psychological, where you go to a sex party and you want people to want you. You want to get fucked by three people in one night, you know? Or sex could be really spiritual. And it could be where even say you're traveling upstate and you are single and you have a, or open, whatever, whatever floats your boat, and you have a, a weekend getaway. You meet that person on Friday and you spend all weekend with them nonstop fucking or hanging out. That's a spiritual connection because you could still be a hoe with one person, but you want to make this experience feel like, or should I say, you want to make the situation feel like an experience. You just, you, you relate sex with, I, I'm not, you're not just going to like fuck me in the tourist later and never see me again. It's like, I'm yours. Or I always say travel boyfriends, 24 hour boyfriends, you know, 72 hour boyfriends, um, things like that. Um, yes, that's definitely one topic I always want to like ask. Um, I love for like my listeners, if you guys want to DM me or tell me your stories or, if we do a podcast in the future about travel rendezvous, because like I've had my fair share of experiences where I try to like travel, I would say five to eight times a year. Obviously with COVID, I've only had one trip, one big trip before COVID happened, which was in Nashville. I didn't have really a, a travel rendezvous with that. I just like, I actually met a guy that like took me out to gay bars and like now we're really good friends. Um, but oh, oh, and then I had Denver. That's right before COVID broke out. So that did I have a I may have had a 24-hour boyfriend (laughs) um but yeah that's definitely one one thing I I like to talk about is always um I guess I guess it's a double conversation it's not just travel around it's also how how do you um how do you treat sex and we could get into that right now too um so I've had moments going to some you know parties where there are regular parties at first and then they become sexual and I've always tried to figure out, like, what is the culture of that? Is everyone fucking because they are on a certain drug, whether it's, like, GK or something? Or are they doing all that because they just want to be wanted? But then I also have the question where, is it a validation-seeking thing where they all want that because they are hurt and they want love, but they can't love? Or... Do they really just love and they're not insecure about that, but they just want to fuck? <laughs> so, like, I, I honestly think it's accurate for all those situations. Like, I've met so many people in my life, especially partying in, like, P-Town and Fire Island, um, especially in the gay community when it's, like, man-on-man, you know, where the hyper-sexual tension is just, like, it's to an extreme, especially with dating. Um, I've met guys where they've opened my mind more to, like, also not judge or or to understand where people are coming from and for them they've told me like they're in open relationships or they are really secure with their relationships and um they they don't need sex for validation but they love a good sex party they love going out getting drunk or doing drugs or whatever afloats your boat um and then you know that two hours where it becomes sexual um non-stop just diving into the culture of like fun and want to be wanted so that really changed my mind because I was like oh okay maybe not everyone has to be vulnerable or or insecure about something in order to like have these sexual experiences you know 
Um, but then I've also met people where they um, needed it for validation because they were missing something. Um, so pretty much I've learned as a gay man in New York that you can't really assume what someone is doing because of their development. Because everyone is different, right? You're gonna you're gonna see all different kinds of people. You're gonna see people that want to be banged out <laughs> because they just want it or they need validation. Or you're gonna see people like me where they just if they're single, they wanna find a guy maybe for like a semi two hour ride, someone that they can understand every night wake up to. Or for me honestly, like after having sex, like I love cuddles. So like I like having a boyfriend or like a weekend fling or just a fling in general because I would rather be a hoe and then at the same time like you know what I mean like cuddle and like do cute shit like whether it's like going to the pool together or whatever but I believe that everyone should mind their own business right like whatever someone's doing don't even like you know just let, let it flow like just do you but I think since I'm such an observer and I'm such an empath as a human, especially I do these podcasts, I like to learn about people, I like, I like to talk about real things. Um, this is why for me, it's sort of, um, how can I say, like, sometimes I have to take a step back and realize what I'm observing. I'm allowed to observe as a, as a human, but I can't put, I shouldn't put a label or judge it. Um, people are different. But what's really cool is that me observing and talking to people or, or, or sharing homes with people in, um, with Airbnbs or, or shares in Fire Island, I've been learning that not everyone is the same. And also sex really is different for people. Even with my best friends, like we all treat sex very differently. Um, and that's it, yeah. So we'll get into the next topic in a bit. But um, thank you for listening. This, this series um, is going to be fun. I, I have a lot of like ideas in my head and epiphanies and all these like different things to say especially in the morning when I'm drinking coffee it's like I go through these like mind stuff so like it's really it's I think it's cool to like sort of like put that out there and like talk about like what I'm thinking and not always just interviews because I feel like some people could also benefit from that as well um but yeah see you in a bit all right so my next topic that I want to get into is so (laughs) dating apps I've had um, an episode about dating and dating apps, and I don't want to shit on them, because honestly, to, to be quite honest, um, I don't even know where this is going to go, but I actually met someone so freaking cool off of Hinge, and I think the human that I am, I've, I've been developing into this really spiritual kind of person that just sort of understands the elements of emotions. I, I guess it's a higher spectrum of like emotional intelligence, right? And it's really cool because I always, you know, pre, you know, prejudge these apps being like, okay, it's gonna be another shitty date. You know, we listen, everyone, even if they had success on an app, everyone has an app horror story. You know what I mean? Whether it's a, a grinder one night stand, a, a Tinder one night stand, or, or like a series of dates on Hinge or Bumble, you know? Um, but personally, uh, one thing I always go back and forth with is like, you know, organic chemistry, organic vibes are key. I'm a vibe person. Um, I love meeting someone at a bar or like, um, you know, an accident, whether they're next to me in a flight or on a train or something. But I will say one thing I learned about apps is that 
sometimes you'll meet someone that could be in your circle, right? Like say you share a mutual like acquaintance, friend, coworker, whatever it is, but you don't, you, you may never meet them because A, they can live so far from you. And like, yeah, it's a city, but like the city has boroughs, right? And also like people are busy in the city, even with COVID, you know, people are hibernating in, in their hometowns or, or going to Long Island or something. Um, or, you know, every, it's still the summer. So it's like they could be doing a park thing with their friends or staying inside or I don't know, like every, you're, you're busy, right? So I think that sometimes with these apps, I still believe organic um, chemistry or a vibe is needed, but you could always tell that on a first date, right? You can meet someone and be like, Okay, so I'm going into the state, like, I'm not going to expect anything because, like, I always have these nightmares. But then when you meet them, you could be like, oh, my God, we actually hit off so well. And we sort of, like, it feels like we've known each other for a while because it's such an organic kind of vibe. So I think what I'm trying to say is that maybe I need to redefine what I what organic chemistry is. Maybe it's not just meeting a stranger non-virtually maybe it is connecting with someone virtually because maybe that person virtually isn't social or maybe they have social anxiety um, or maybe they're just fucking introverted or they're busy, you know what I mean? Or maybe they just really live far uptown and you're all the way in Brooklyn, you know what I mean? Like that also could be like a thing. Like maybe I'm going out in Bushwick a lot or, you know, I've been on my mom since COVID hibernating. I was in Long Island from literally like April to June and like, that could also, you just don't know. So yeah, it pretty much opened my eyes and I think it's cool. Dating and dating apps, so on the side of just using apps versus non-apps, um, just dating in general could also be tough, right? We have, a, we have all these things to deal with. It's like, am I having an inner saboteur? Am I liking too much? Am I, am I being too vulnerable? Am I being too needy? Am I being too much of a dick? Um, and I've learned that I need to not get in my head about that kind of stuff. Um, when I talk to someone really cool that I vibe with, it's really awesome because I feel so comfortable with them that like, I think those inner saboteur moments don't come out. Or if I have moments, that person keeps me in check. And for me, that's really essential because I sometimes do need a person to be like, bro, your anxiety is coming out and things are good. Like, don't sabotage what we have. And that's that. Um, yeah. Um, I, like I said, I know I'm giving you a lot of rants, but I really think these are, um, essential to talk about because I think a lot of us go through it, um, especially with dating. I think a lot of us like someone and then we get so scared about over communicating because I think society tells us that there needs to be a chase. There has to be a game or there's a level when to like someone. And honestly, I don't fucking believe that. I met some amazing people in P-Town a few weekends ago and... I got really close to one of them and like they invited me to their place in Fire Island and like sort of like brought me into their friend group, which is so nice. And I really learned something about him and his husband. Um, you know, they met and got married shortly after meeting. I wouldn't say shortly, but like a good amount. And they taught me that if true love is love, why are you going to put a label or a timestamp on it? And it's true though. Like if you think about it, especially with COVID that's happening right now, people are dying, right? Like I might even guarantee life in an hour. You know what I mean? Like you don't know. So if you really are vibing with someone, why the fuck are you going to play this game of like, oh my God, I really like you, but like it's only been two or three months. So I can't even like want to 
exclusively fuck you or date you. Like, no, if you're really liking someone, you are totally allowed to do that. Um, and I've learned that with myself. I've learned that if I really like someone and things are working, I'm not going to sabotage myself. I'm, I'm just going to let it flow. And I hope, you know, the universe has my back. Um, and I think even saying that sort of like calms down my anxiety and, and love is love, right? Um, let that shit flow and let that shit go. <laughs> Literally let that nerve and thoughts, like let them go. My next topic is anxiety. So I started seeing a therapist for sometimes I have catastrophic anxiety thoughts and I'm learning, I guess with COVID, it's getting really, really worse because sometimes if I don't have a direction of what I'm doing in my life, I get really in my head. And as a creative, it's like, I think for me to feel grounded and feel what I want to do in life, I have to perform, I have to create. And for me, it's like creating art. Um, it's so key because I, I don't just, it keeps me sane as the creative human that I am. Um, with that being said, I still have been having really, really like weird thoughts where like I get a text message and right away it could be as simple as hey I want to run something by you right and it, it's just them wanting advice right my friend but for me in my head I'm like oh my god well, like, like a, a house is burning down or like what do they want to do or like what am I going to do and it's been really bad during COVID um so I want to I want to make my podcast a platform also for mental health you know I want to talk about anxiety and, and depression and, and real shit because also we're in a pandemic like there are really big things going on that I, I don't think we're realizing like uh, you know like people people are not doing well you know um and I always thought like I don't suffer from anxiety I don't like that was like my inner talk and then I'm realizing like as I open more about a, a person and, and more vulnerable about myself I have always suffered from it and I always thought that these little, like, these little internal dialogue moments were just, like, regular talks. Like, no, I've, I've had catastrophic thinking for years. Um, and it's about time that I start getting help. Um, but, yeah, uh, for anyone out there, um, my, so far for me, the only, the only knowledge I could give you right now as I develop with therapy on myself is breathing is so essential. Also calling out your thoughts. Now, you don't have to be super hard. I'm a tough ass. I'm a tough lover. So for me, I always say, Antonio, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but for you, it, you know, I read an article. Um, I don't know if it was on Psychology Today or like some university website. And it was pretty much saying that some of your anxiety thoughts will go away once you call them out. And it's true, though. Sometimes when you look in your head and you realize the inner dialogue could be a saboteur, like how I say a devil. Like in my book, my poetry book is about this. It's about self-sabotage and anxiety. And, and I did an interview yesterday about it. And... I, I read my book again and I was like, oh my God, like half of my poems are about my anxiety attacks. And, and now I'm realizing I have anxiety, like what? <laughs> but um, sometimes when you call it your thoughts, you could, it, it sort of like makes the thought go away when you're like, you're just in your head, shut up, you know? Um, so that's my second advice. And my third would be do something that grounds you. So yoga is really good. Meditation is phenomenal. For me, honestly, meditation will temporarily put it on pause. So like, I'll be fine for four hours and then I'm like back to anxious. For me, it's movement. So 
movement is key. Like I'm actually going to a dance studio later today because not only do I just want to create art and be like that bad bitch high, um, it, uh, that, that bad bitch high gives me a high for days because I feel the inner artist in me is like so happy. I'm dancing, I'm having fun, I'm twirling, I'm not thinking about anything bad. Um, but yeah, I, anyone that suffers from it, I feel you. I'm here for you. I'm, I'm here with you. Um, you're not alone. I have to remember I'm not alone. Um, it's hard. It really is. It's, it, these, these, these tea times that I'm having are going to be really honest talks. And it's not even just for you guys. It's, it's for myself too. Like, I think I need to put it out there. What's going on for me, for my sanity as well. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for hearing these rants. I, I really do hope they help. <laughs> um, but yeah, next topic. Have you all ever had like a moment where you just met a friend and was like, oh my God, I feel like I've known you for years. That honestly happened to me like two weekends ago. So I was in P-Town and I mentioned this in one of the other segments about this guy that I met. Um, and he taught me about like that there's no time step on love and dating but he literally is such an amazing human and his spirituality is so strong that when I hang out with him, I feel really calm. Like I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but like we call each other spiritual sisters. Like he is someone that just understands me, understands the aha moments and he'll just look at me and check in on me. So he was so nice enough to invite me to his Fire Island home the following weekend. And literally just... The moments that I was quiet or in my head about something. Because I got anxiety when I got there. You know, I, I'm meeting his other friends. And I only knew him and I felt safe with him. And I was a little nervous. I was like, at first I'm like, oh my god, are they going to think I'm not likable? I, you know, my inner sabotage just started coming out. It was like... I was like, am I not invited? I'm not one of them. Um, I'm, I'm really nervous. And um, honestly, like, he he just got it. And I, I don't know how to explain how he got it. Like, it was just very, like, he just understood um, my my mental space and, and even my physical space. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty much just bringing this up because, like, I think it's just so cool that you can meet someone in your life and be like, I fuck with you so much. And we are like spiritual sisters or brothers. Like you just get me. Um, I always call it like a soul friend or, or like slash soulmate. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool. I think some people need that. Like I sometimes need that because when my anxiety gets really bad, I need a reminder that the universe has your back. Um, the fact that you can meet a stranger and vibe with them, and they get you, even they get you so much where they could just look at you and be like, uh-huh, 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 that's it, and I understand what that uh-huh means, and I'm like, oh, they're spiritually checking in on me, um, or just deep conversations, like, his whole crew was so cool, like, one day we were just talking about politics, and like, deep, I don't know, it was just, like, it was just really cool, non-superficial stuff, yet we could all drink and party together, but at the same time, like, really vibe with each other and just know we're in a safe space, no judgment, and we're just there for each other. But yeah, um, it's pretty cool. If you guys have any stories, I would love to hear about that as well and maybe even have a podcast episode about that as well. 
Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to all my thoughts and internal dialogue. Um, I'm always having an epiphany or some kind of like (laughs) venting moment about life or what I'm learning through life. So I really appreciate the love and the listens and stay tuned for more. I really like this kind of series of just like talking and maybe starting a conversation for other episodes. Ciao. Talk to you later on Nana Tings.